The interlude is intended for mature audiences only, and definitely contains explicit content. Which, let's face it, is why you're here. Why are you dating a guy who you leave for an hour and somehow he ends up without a shirt in the desert? <laughs> With his friends. With his friends. And a grand piano. <laughs> like, how did this happen in an hour? Hey, this is Grace. And this is Kit. And welcome to The The Interlude, Interlude, the sexiest game of chicken on the internet. Hey there, Kit. How you doing? I am ready for another exciting episode. (laughs) Of our favorite show. <laughs> our show. What do we... Yes, our our favorite show, our show. Our show. Um, what today, do we have tonight? We are tackling a topic that is just near and dear to my heart, as most of them have been. In my opinion, the 90s were the horniest time in history. I really believe this. And the reason I believe this is because of the music. There is nothing in this world that existed that was hornier than a 90s R&B song. Oh my god, I think you might be right. I know I'm right. I lived it. I was there. It was the horniest of times. There were some that did it real well. And then there were some that did not do it well. And that's what we want to talk about because there is some real bad erotica in 90s R&B. Real bad. Real bad. So, just give you some background. My, uh, my upbringing. Junior high dances. It was all just, you know, slow R&B songs. Baby, I need you. I love you. Real, like, just sexy stuff that I don't think the administration understood. The songs that were being played, they just know this is what the kids are listening to on the radio. (laughs) And as long as the title isn't anything offensive, go right ahead, right? Nope, nope. So some famous horny 90s R&B songs that you may remember. Of course, is Pony by Genuine. Oh, yeah. No one one can forget that one. No, released in 96, but made famous again and forever by the Magic Mike movies. I have to say, I did see Genuine perform, uh, I believe it was in like 2016 or so. There's a theater in San Leandro called the Ball Theater. I don't know if it made it out of the pandemic or not, but... They host all the 90s R&B acts that come through the Bay Area, and it is fabulous. Uh, but I got to meet Genuine. He was very nice. He was very genuine, if you will. <laughs> At least he deserves the name. <laughs> also made famous in uh, the show Parks and Rec, which is one of my absolute favorite shows. Then there's uh, I Want to Sex You Up by Color Me Bad, released in 1991. One of my go-to karaoke jams. Absolutely. And who can forget that one? Oh, that one is amazing. Anywhere by 112 featuring Lil Zane, released in 98. That's some one that you may not be familiar with. That yeah. was also featured on Magic Mike. Freak Me by Silk, released in 92. Amazing. Do Me by Belbiv DeVoe, released in 1990. And what I think is probably one I'm not going to talk about because... I actually listened to it again today, and I was like, this is not bad erotica. Like, this works. This is uh, Doing It by LL Cool J, released in 95. It's really well written. Uh, The lyrics are hot. They're sexy. They're not over the top. It's it's a mood. It's still a mood. Oh, it absolutely is. And and I remember doing the the prep with you, and we were both listening to that song, and we were like, I... We can't put this on. This mm-hmm. this doesn't qualify as bad erotica. It's too like, good. It's actually 
you know, heavy on the safety aspect, consensuality. Right. Uh, it's got all of the stuff that you probably look for in modern hip hop, and it's also poetic, lyrical. Mm-hmm. It's uh, it's not really ham-fisted with its uh, metaphors or oh. lyrics or anything. Like that one was actually good. That's the reason why ladies love Cool James because he was just smooth. I remember listening to that song. Is, is that actually what LL that is what Cool L- J stands for? Yes, that's what LL Cool J stands for. I remember that song coming out, and you're just like, he's you know, he's there licking his lips. He's not wearing a shirt. It's just like, wow, wow. To this day, still that 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 song gets me going. It really does. Sorry, I just need to add this to our <laughs> playlist for later. Yes, add it to the. It's on the sex playlist already. Don't worry. Oh, all right. So some of the the common hallmarks of the horny r&b song this is something that i this is the music i listened to on my formative years you know i turned 13 in 1990 peak horny time for mm-hmm. for a young girl mm-hmm. <laughs> right just as all of this was starting just yeah. as all this was starting the lyrics were not subtle at all they were no. really in your face sexy which if you think about it i think is a direct you think about what was going on in the world at the time it was the mm-hmm. aids crisis mm-hmm. right and I think this was as we were kind of moving away from that and it was becoming, you know, less of a of a threat and drugs were starting to be developed and government was actually paying attention to it. Like, there was a return to sex. I mean, people want to fuck. People want to write songs about fucking. They want to fuck. So it was very over the top. But you saw a lot of the songs, the popular songs, had that element of safe sex in it. They talked about condoms. They talked about, you know, protecting yourself. Uh, but they also talked about just boning down like a yeah ton. yeah absolutely and the, to to depart a little bit from the the topic just for a moment it was so pervasive in a lot of these songs the idea of uh protected sex safe sex uh that one of my friends like when uh roxette's dressed for success mm-hmm. uh was released um they they thought that uh, just based on all of the other songs you know mentioning rubbers and uh, and everything. Jimmy hats. Jimmy hats. Yes, which I loved the um, Jimmy hat. We need to bring that back. This, this friend of mine thought that uh, the actual song was dressed for safe sex, which <laughs> maybe it should have been. I think it should have been. That's great. But yeah, no, that was that was very common, uh, very heavy emphasis, and I really do like that all of the artists of the era sort of pitched in. Were like, this is something serious that mm-hmm. we need to take seriously and and you know sort of put in people's minds let's talk about sex baby let's talk about you and me let's talk about all the good things and the bad things that may be (laughs) some other things you you'll notice in the genre especially watching the videos there was a lot of baggy leather clothing like giant unfitted leather blazers and leather pants, not like your Rick James, not your mother's leather pants, like just big, huge, like Jinko style, almost leather pants. No shirts, though. Or if the gentlemen in the videos were wearing shirts, they were long flowing shirts and they were unbuttoned and there was a breeze, right? That was a common thing. Like you had that sexy breeze blowing open the big white shirt. Another thing, too, was the word freak and freaking and freak Instead of, you know, fucking, because you couldn't say that on the radio. Right. But everything was about freaking. The, there, that was the, the hottest dance in junior high, was the freak. And you weren't allowed to do it, and they caught you. They would, like, separate you and kick you out of the gymnasium for freaking, because it was way too sexual. But, of course, that means that everyone would do it all the more. Yeah. Yeah. And you hear the stories about they'd come with rulers, and you couldn't be dancing, you know, 
too close to each other. We did it. Like you can't stop a hundred horny teenagers from like getting close to each other at a dance. Like you just didn't do that. And I never, never missed a school dance ever. So that you could freak. It was a highlight of my, of my life at the, at that point. I was very much like Tina Belcher uh, from Bob's Burgers. Super, super boy crazy, but super awkward. And just, just say the ugly, I was an ugly duckling. I grew into this beautiful swan, but I was an ugly duckling. I was very <laughs> awkward, but I had all these feelings and I loved boys. I was like super into boys and girls too, but I didn't realize that until much later in life. Anyways, you know, you two were alive at this time and this was very pervasive here in the Bay Area where I grew up. What was it like out in the cornfields? <laughs> it was like in Iowa. What made its way over to you? Uh, in the cornfields, we did not have anything near the breadth of this kind of music that, that you had. We had uh, a few of the the really big ones. Oddly, I think largely Pony missed us wow. at the time. But yeah, absolutely. I Want to Set You Up, that was on everywhere. Mm-hmm. What else? Uh, what else did we have? Nothing else is coming to mind. Uh, I'm looking at, at the list you have. Uh, and... I'm sure that doing it was was uh, around. Oh, that was released remember. your like your junior year of high yeah. school, sophomore, yeah. junior year. Yeah. When, yeah. Uh, when I was dancing to ancient songs. Yes. At the prom. Ancient songs <laughs> in the prom. Tell everybody. This is one of my favorite stories. <laughs> Tell everybody. You you had your prom in what year? 1996. Uh, so senior, I actually your senior prom. My senior prom. Yes, I, I actually went to three proms. Oh, uh, Mr. As, Popular. So did I. Yeah, I was going to say, as, <laughs> as did you. So you have no room to talk. Uh, yeah, but because it was Iowa, like the middle of, of the cornfields, uh, the the final slow dance was Lady in Red. Oh my God. And this was 1995. That song had been out for what, like 20 years at that point? I don't know if it was quite 20 years, no. but that was definitely never intended to be a song that children dance to. They did not dare do that to us. We, we had, I imagine that the person you had DJing your prom was probably the same person DJing like at the Rotary Club dances. The Lions Club. The yeah. Lions Club, yeah. excuse me. Yes, okay. So no, we had real, we had great DJs. You know, from the Bay, we had the best Filipino DJs that, that you know, <laughs> your junior high money could, could buy. There was a huge scene in, in uh, Daly City, San Francisco, where I grew up, of, of DJs. And a lot of them were Filipino. And a lot of them, you know, are still DJing today. And I, I know I know them. <laughs> so you ever need a DJ, I, I, I know what to do. But that just baffled me that that's that is that's the kind of song that out of touch adults think is really romantic and let's you know let's let the kids uh, do this and listen to this and it's gonna be a romantic slow song and I mean I would there would have been a revolt at my prom if they tried to play that shit a revolt like nobody wants to feel up their date to Lady in Red we're not a hundred. Yeah, well, we were, even though we were 17. We were 17 going on 100. Our middle school dance was uh, themed after Stairway to Heaven. I'm sorry. Stairway to Heaven. Stairway okay. to Heaven. That's, that, that music was around when my dad was in junior high. Like that, That's my dad's music. That's what they were jamming to at sure, the school so dances. Sure, so we were jamming to what all of our parents thought was cool from high school. So... This Time just... does not move in Iowa. You don't understand. It is perpetually locked in the 60s. That's crazy. That's crazy. Uh, and I think it goes to show you that any any trends that start on the West Coast, they just take their time to get over uh, and make their way east. About 70 years to the Midwest. <laughs> 
Well, you're in the middle. You have this weird confluence of New York trends and San Francisco trends kind of pushing in on you like years later. Yes. Well, I mean, while you guys were listening to Lady in Red, we were listening to horny 90s R&B. I feel like I missed out on something. You really did. It, it was great to be a horny teenager listening to these horny songs. It was pretty great. And they were really unsubtle, which was, you know, wonderful because you don't want to have to guess. There were a lot of songs in the 90s about sex that were too subtle, like Cherry Pie by Warren. I didn't realize what that was about till I was in my 30s. I had no idea that they were talking about vaginas. <laughs> Do you just really like dessert? What? I, I really, see the problem. Honestly, I just thought, oh, she's sweet like a cherry pie. I did, not, I had no, I did not make the connection. So that's what I really appreciated about this. Like, I'm a horny kid. I want you to sing about horny stuff. Yeah. So... Do you think that this has contributed at all to our current dilemma of not being able to pick up on people who are interested or not like being able to tell if uh, someone is is being nice because they're interested in you or just being nice? Like we grew up with all these songs that were very blunt, Mm -hmm. freaking you. I want to sex you up. All these things. We're like, okay. Freak someone, me. Freak, freak me. you. Yeah, exactly. If, <laughs> if someone wants to sex me up, they're going to tell me I want to sex you up. Yeah, possibly. Like, yeah. Hey, baby, you know, how's it going? Nice car. I'm like, well, they, they like my car. Well, it, it's a little bit more fraught for you. You can't just go to a lady and say, hey, I want to sex you up. That, that's going to, you're going to catch a charge there, sir. <laughs> that's not what all these songs are telling me. <laughs> True. I, I think... As a, as a woman growing up around these songs, the flip side of the horny 90s R&B was the, just the very earnest love song. And you had Jodeci in the desert singing about, you left me an hour ago and I need you back. And I'm in the desert. I'm, I'm wearing leather. I've got no shirt on. I'm like writhing around in the sand like because I need you back so much. Like I thought that's what love looked like. And that's dangerous. <laughs> it's, well, it's very dangerous and it's scary when you think about like, First of all, why does this guy need you back after an hour? That's clingy. That is obsessive behavior. That's not healthy. Second of all, why are you dating a guy who you leave for an hour and somehow he ends up without a shirt in the desert? (laughs) With his friends. With his friends. And a grand piano. (laughs) Like, how did this happen in an hour? That's. It was a different time. I thought that was the height of romance, right? Anyways. So why don't you take me through some of your favorite horny 90s R&B that just really really is bad erotica (laughs) i'll let you start off let's start off with one that uh i think actually does qualify as erotica you know this this person is telling a story um this is from uh do me subtle in its intent uh by belle biv devoe and this is one of those songs that to this day it was released back in 1990 i remember every single word to this song like you didn't even need to print out lyrics i could have just recited them for you but i'm gonna let you pick out your favorite juicy bits uh, th- you know this harkens back to to the earlier episode about texting uh, that we did because uh, this v- reads very much like like some of the texting uh girl let your hair down take off your clothes and leave on your shoes would you mind if i look at you for a moment before i make sweet love backstage underage adolescent how you doing fine she replied i sighed i like to do the wild thing action took place hey kind of wet don't forget i need a body bag whoa Whoa. what what just happened i need a body bag what 
so underage backstage. Okay. Here, here's what's really uh, remarkable about my memory. There's actually an entire line missing from this lyric sheet. The J to the I. Yeah, the J, the I, I the, the M, M, the M, the Y, O. He's I like, need a body bag. Yes. Yeah. So my interpretation of that is safe sex. He's got the Jimmy hat on. And it was so explosive that like he's dead. He's body bag. It's oh, not for her. It's for him. It's for him. It's for okay. Him. I think it's for him. I need a body bag. I got this idea of this guy who just committed like first degree murder, like leaving his calling card. He's, he's like running off with his body and he's yelling, my name's Jimmy. Yo! No, no, no. That's not, not what it's about. Okay. You know, my mind usually goes to murder first. But in this case, I know he's just talking about like he nutted so powerfully. Get this man a body bag. He's done for the night. I also love the next verse. The time was six o'clock on the Swatch watch. When was the last time you heard about Swatch? Uh, it's been a while, but that was 100% the rage. There were stores that just sold Swatch watches, and then you could get the different bands. Right, I right. finally got one, and I picked it out meticulously, and I lost it in the ocean. I was at Santa Cruz, and I took it off because I didn't want it to get wet, and I did the number one. It's the number one thing you're not supposed to ever do at the ocean. Get eaten by sharks? No. Turn your back to the ocean. Right? You're right. There could be sharks. So a wave came and hit me, knocked it out of my hand, oh. and there goes my Swatch watch. Yeah. Was sad. Anyways. Well, that probably explains the last lyric of this. Because the guy's like, time is six o'clock on the Swatch watch. No time to chill. Got a date. Can't be late. Hey, the girl is going to do me. Move to the jacuzzi. Oh, that booty. Smack it up. Flip it. Rub it down. Oh, no. He lost his swatch in the oh, jacuzzi. No, he, <laughs> he turned his back on the jacuzzi. That must be what he meant by oh, no. I, and that's what got me was the oh, no at the end. Like, oh, no. There, there's a very sinister way you can read the end of each of these verses. Oh, like, no. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. It's happened again. I need a body bag. I'm just going to say that. Also, kids don't have sex in a jacuzzi because you're really going to um, you're really going to test the integrity of your Jimmy hat when you do that. Also, from me to you, ladies, sex in a jacuzzi sounds like a really great idea, but um, actually, jacuzzi water will dry you out. You think, oh, it's wet, it's water. No, no, no. You're 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 wetter than water, ladies. You're wetter than water. So proceed, you know, at your own risk there. Also, there's you know people peeing it, and there's chlorine anyways i digress i just love how we keep talking about all of these songs where people want to have sex we're talking about people fucking getting dirty getting uh covered in fluids and you're still using the words jimmy hat <laughs> i'm just i'm inspired I, i'm inspired. it took me back into you know into that time and space where it's all about the jimmy hat i think you mean the j the, the I, I the, the m, m the, the m, m the, the y, y yo. hat <laughs> yeah well what what else do you have you have any more lyrics for us and some some real bad erotica some horny r&b oh my god do i ever <laughs> so bell biv devoe mm -hmm. i think definitely counts as erotica and bad erotica um it's it's bad but i think i think we can do worse than, we can than bell biv devoe there's something charming and cheeky about the bell biv devoe lyrics and i like the sense of creeping dread at the end of the verse at the end of each verse like there, there's got to be some kind of lovecraftian interpretation for that there, like, always always hidden eldritch horror oh no i need a body bag all right well I, thank you um so what other 
terrible erotica lyrics have, have you unearthed for us today? Well, and that's the thing. Uh, Belle Biv DeVoe really was like legitimately terrible erotica. It counts as erotica, I think. These other songs, like this is like a bad sexting conversation mm-hmm. right here. Like mm-hmm. this is the quality of stuff that I've seen you get <laughs> on <laughs> any dating site you care to name. Yep. It's like, imagine if you will, this gentleman mm-hmm. has just matched with you. Yes. And this is the first message he sends. I want to freak you. <laughs> Eight times. Repeat eight times, yes. <laughs> Every time I close, must close my eyes, I wake up feeling so horny. I can't keep you out of my mind. Sex and you be all I see. I would give anything just to make you understand me. I don't give a damn about nothing else. Freaking you is all I see. This is, of course, Jodeci. Kings of horny 90s R&B. Mm-hmm. Then the song, Freaking You. Freaking is a, a huge, huge trope. Because it's, you can't say fucking. Freaking. Exactly. Everything's yeah. freaking. Yeah, absolutely. And I, I have to say, that really sounded like William Shatner reciting Jodeci lyrics. <laughs> that, that, was, that was intentional. <laughs> okay. Uh, I, I, I want to uh, highlight the, the terrible nature. No, go but, on, go on. Yeah, so the bridge. Tonight I need your body. Tonight you got my time. Tonight you won't be sorry. Tonight you got my mind. You got my mind. All I want to do is freak you. Okay, there is one big lie in that, and that is tonight you won't be sorry, because if this is the caliber of thing that this gentleman can communicate, you will be sorry. He talks way too much game to actually be any good at it. However, in the music video, he is wearing very baggy leather with no shirt underneath. So, no, that's sexy. That's very sexy. It was for the time. So you think that he he might have gotten laid on the, the strength of his wardrobe alone? I think a lot of these guys did, yeah. Mm. I think so, because it wasn't with these lyrics. I'm sorry, I just, I missed one of the verses. I, I didn't, I did not see it until just now. I could go on for days, but I couldn't go on for weeks. I can even play with another body, but it wouldn't last, because I'm a freak. What does that even mean? That's saying, you know, girl, I could go out and I could freak some other lady. But with you, man, I could go for a long time. I can go for weeks. No, no, he couldn't go on for weeks. Oh, he couldn't go on for weeks with another just lady. Just days, just days. Just days. Oh, no, no. Oh, I oh, can even I could... play with another body. Okay. I could go on for days, but I couldn't go on for weeks. I can even play with another body. <laughs> but it wouldn't last because I'm a freak. Okay, so I think he just needed things to rhyme there, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> because oh, I could just see him in the studio. All right, man. What rhymes with freak? Leak. No, no, no. We can't work that into a song. Teak? No, like, Does no. anyone have a table? No, no, no. I don't think so. Weeks. Weeks. Y- sure, Weeks. sure. Brilliant. You got Put it. Put it okay. in, man. Ship it. I think that's real good. That is, that's, that, this is one of the most unsubtle, just t- bad erotica, terrible, horny songs of the 90s. Really, really bad. This is really, really bad when you when you look at the lyrics. Like, just not talking about any musical merit or performance merit or anything. Like, leaving those aside. Just the lyrics are just so bad. They are. They absolutely are. But this was a huge song. It was a huge song. But I think you're missing what I believe, in my expert opinion, of 90s R&B to be the pinnacle, the peak of horny 90s R&B. Okay. And that is, of course, the song Too Close by Next. All right. Get your freak on and lay it on me. So Next was a trio from Minneapolis. They were formed in 1992. And their song, 1998's Too Close, hit number one 
on both the R&B and Billboard Hot 100 charts. It went double platinum and it won numerous awards. Won top new artist, top Hot 100 single, top R&B artist, duo or group, top new R&B artist, top Hot R&B single, top Hot R&B single artist, top Hot 100 single, top Hot R&B single airplay, all from Billboard. Just huge. Double platinum. It was everywhere. It was the the hottest song of 1998, undoubtedly. It certainly seems like it. How many is that? That's eight? Eight awards? Yes. Or eight eight top slots? Uh, Eight Billboard awards, yes. And, you know, they were nominated for a bunch of others, too. But you can still hear this played on the radio. Did Did this make it to Iowa, this song? Too close? It did not. That's crazy. It was a number one. You guys really just weren't with it in the cornfield. Actually, oh, wait, 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 wait. Okay, so 98. I wouldn't know. Okay. Because I was... You were living under a rock? Where were you? Yes. I was in college in the middle of the Midwest in an even more isolated place than I grew up. Oh, wow. And so maybe it made it there. Frankly, we were lucky to have the internet there. The World Wide Web? The World Wide Web. It was more than just the Cowfield Wide Web. No, 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 no. I, I was I was in a small town of uh, 14,000 people, two colleges. The motto was cows, colleges, and contentment, none of which mentions anything about R&B. No, I'm very sorry you missed out on this. Um, it's, it is the peak. It is the best horny R&B song. This is the genre at its finest. You can still hear this song today. Um, probably my favorite setting that I heard this on. This is how pervasive it is. A couple years ago, my grandmother's Catholic church had their 25th anniversary gala. It was a black tie party, black tie event, hundreds of people. We called it the church prom because it just, that's what it was. My entire family went. We brought my grandma. It was like one of her happiest memories. They start playing this song. All of the old Filipino men and women the priests, everyone's out there dancing to this song. And what? it's just, it's really something. So let me read you these lyrics. So so you're saying that this is, this is peak freak. This is peak freak. Okay. okay. We start off real strong. This is the very first line. And it's a lot, another trope of 90s R&B is, is a lot of songs start off with the, with the uh, vocalist talking. Oh yeah, baby. That's right. Like just some kind of exposition happening there. Mm, I'm looking at that booty and I like what I see. Exactly. You could write. I mean, I, I think we, we could I write our own. She's glancing over looking at me. I do believe that that's lyrics to Cotton Eye Joe, but that's fine. <laughs> <laughs> Where did you come from? Where'd you go? <laughs> okay. So... Here's the beginning of this song. This is vocal. This is not, this is, these are not vocals. This is, the beat mm-hmm. is laid down. It's a real sick beat. It's hot. Probably some chimes or something. A little bit, yeah. yeah. And this guy says, I wonder if she could tell I'm hard right now. Hmm. Yeah. Come on. Dance for me, baby. Ha <laughs> ha. Yeah. Uh-oh. You feel that? All right. Come on. Don't stop now. You done did it. Come on. Oh, yeah. All right. Hold on. That is just the beginning. Just a little monologue here. So we have a gentleman and a lady on a dance floor. And then the song starts. This is baby, when we're grinding, I get so excited. Ooh, how I like it. I try, but I can't fight it. 
Oh, you're dancing real close because it's real, real slow. You know what you're doing, don't you? You're making it hard for me. All the songs on You Requested, you're dancing like you're naked. Ooh, it's almost like we're sexing. Oh, yeah. Yeah, boo, I like it. No, I can't deny it, but I know you can tell I'm excited. Oh, girl. And then the lady chimes in. She says, step back. You're dancing kind of close. I feel a little poke coming through on you. First of all, savage. A little poke. Step back. I feel a little poke. Like, she is just, she's not having this. Like, we're just here to dance, sir. Also, speaking of of just, like, being dressed down, um, it's a little poke. It's a little poke. It's a little poke. That's, that's... That's body shaming. That's body shaming. You know, but hey, he's dancing up on you. All girls have had this happen. We've been at a club. We've been dancing. A guy gets a little too close to dance. And all of a sudden you're like, it's like he's trying to put the credit card through the machine. It's just, it's not good. The hot dog in the bun. It's not good. Okay. This happens. So she says, step back. You're dancing kind of close. I feel a little poke coming through on you. He says, now girl, I know you felt it. Well, yeah, she just told you. But boo, you know, I can't help it. You know what I want to do. Better dogs. Come on now. You can help it, sir. So then you repeat again. The baby when we're grinding. I get so excited. So then he goes into this. Baby, us dancing so close ain't a good idea. Because I'm going to want you now and here. The way that you shake it on me makes me want you so bad. Sexually. Oh, is that it? I didn't realize that's what he meant. Oh, girl. I thought he, I thought he wanted her so bad some other way. So then it, it repeats. Now, girl, I know you felt it. And then we go into this little back and forth section between the, the, the man and the woman. And he says, I love when you shake it like that. Ah, ah, ah. And she responds, I see that you like it like that. Oh, oh, oh. Repeat, repeat. I like the way you move. You're making me want you. Oh, the way you move. I like those things you do. But you're a little too close. Oh, now she's too close. It's her, it's her fault. So just imagine my horror, if you will. I'm sitting there with my grandmother, watching all of these old folk dance to this song. Because you figure by, by then, this is they were young. They were like, you know, in their 30s, 20s, 30s. They were out in the clubs. They were dancing. A lot of them probably got freaky to this song. And now they're playing this at church, basically. Pretty awkward. Pretty awkward. Yes. I know you have questions. This came out in 1998. The song did, yes. How old were your grandparents in 1998? They were not at the clubs, I guarantee. Well, not my grandparents necessarily, but some of the other folks in the church. The older folks in the church. Yeah. Like this was, you know, this was their, this was their golden times. This was their clubbing times. This is... This yeah. may even have been what you got conceived to. Not, not, not you. Me. No, no. <laughs> the listeners. Some of the listeners, yes. But yeah, I, I really do believe like this song broke through. It was mainstream, except for where you were, apparently. And maybe Sri Lanka. I don't know. <laughs> but there you was, couldn't escape this song. There's no way that the Midwest had any mainstream about it. What what would that be? Okay, Chicago. I guess Minneapolis where Prince actually is from. Prince and these guys. Prince's lyrics were, were, they were dirty, but they were artful. Yeah. No. I mean, Dar- Darling Nikki. Come on. Darling Nikki. Amazing song. I met her in a hotel lobby, masturbating with a magazine. She said, how do you like to waste some time? 
and I could not resist when I saw little Nikki grind. I mean, that's that's dirty. That's to the point. It's very horny, but that's that's good. That's good erotica. That's good. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. That's absolutely. Not, like that's a good setup right there. That's not. I feel a little poke coming through on you. I wonder if she could tell I'm hard right now. Like there is nothing artful about that. I whatsoever. I'm just. I'm embarrassed for these guys. Look, don't don't cry for for next. Um, they made a lot of money off this song. It still gets played. I'm sure they're you know swimming with sharks with the royalties. I don't know. I'm not sure if that happened or if there was a TLC situation with a bankruptcy. I didn't delve that far. Um, but they had a couple more hit, you know smaller hit songs. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. you know this is played at church proms around the world still, so it's made a lasting impression. I don't know what to say. I'm just I'm still getting over the idea of this being played at church events yeah like yep we were all in our evening gowns watching in horror as as the older folks cut a rug to this song cut a rug cut a rug because that's what they that's how old people dance they cut a rug right like that's what they say yep they cut a exactly rug I... to lady in red <laughs> yes that's exactly what happened so i i want to extend a challenge to you okay and we've read okay. these we've read these lyrics. Sure. Right? Yeah. They're not they're not great. No. No, they really aren't. In fact, I would say they're exactly the opposite of great. Yeah, this is bad erotica. I think that you and I could compose our own nineties R and B horny songs. <laughs> I really think we could. I think we could beat too close. I think we could. We could okay. Okay. I'm game. Okay. We can try this. All right. So are you suggesting we take the same lyrics and rewrite them better? Oh, or no. we like no, completely we compose... from scratch? I think we pick? should compose our own 90s R&B song okay. from scratch. Okay. Lyrics and all. Okay. Come in, take off your coat, leave on your shoes. You know, I think we could do this. Wait, 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 wait. Do we need to make a poly R&B song? Oh, that's a great idea. Poly kinky R&B song. I think you're right. I think we do. There, there was no poly representation in 90s R&B. No. At all. The only representation was there's a guy and he's, he's having sex with multiple ladies because he's a stud. But the ladies don't necessarily know about that. <laughs> right? True to life. The fact that the 90s R&B genre is one of the horniest musical genres. Mm-hmm. Uh, and certainly poly kinky people are some of the horniest people that I've seen. It makes me think it's a crime that the the two haven't intersected more. All right. Okay. And I think we need to fix that. So this is our assignment. We're going to go off. We are going to compose our own horny, poly, 90 R&B tune, tunes. Okay. I'm up for the challenge. I think we can do this. All right. So I guess we'll play that in a future episode. All right. Well, that's our show today. What have we learned? I've learned that LL Cool J is timeless and that his horny 90s lyrics will work just as well today. And I've learned that it's never not funny when you say Jimmy Hat. <laughs> Correct. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you guys so much for listening. Until next time. It may not be smart, but it is always smut. Thanks for listening to the interlude. <laughs> Bye-bye. 
Here at the Interlude Podcast, we love tops and subs. That's topics and subscribers. Is there something you'd love to hear us talk about on a future episode? Email us at interlude at wholeassproductions.com. That's I-N-T-E-R-L-E-W-D. Or find us on Twitter, Facebook, TikTok, and Instagram at interludepod. Thank you.